Blog Talk Radio.
All right. That was uh, Fly Drexler's Bring You Down. And uh, let me go on ahead and get ready to start the show. I apologize for the uh, for the delay here. All right, here we go. You're listening to Blacktopia Presents Roundtable Talk Radio, the biggest colored show on earth, with your host, Bob the Country Cleaning Lady, Adrian Charleston, the butterfly, and I'm your moderator, just some guy named Jay, like I've always been. Blacktopia Roundtable Talk Radio is the number one live stream dedicated to assimilating black folks from all walks of life, teaching and preaching the importance of economic empowerment for our people, and showcasing the talents and abilities of black people across the globe. This is also the number one blog talk radio show, which I believe, which I believe now is not hosted by a conspiracy theorist wacko or a convicted felon or a closeted lesbian, but hey. We're going to put on a great show just as good as all those people, too. So listen up. <laughs> yeah. You know, we're not hosted by a convicted felon, a conspiracy theorist, wacko, or closet lesbian, but don't judge us. We're, we're, going, we're just as good as they are. <laughs> Tonight's main topic is the crabs in the bucket mentality in the black community. You know, that crabs in the barrel. And don't ever let them, let them bring you down, just like Fly Drexler said on that song that we just played in the introduction. And, uh... Oh, yeah, and also joining us tonight is our guest, Fly Drexler. <laughs> you know, Bob the Country Cleaning Lady will put our guest in the hot seat, and then, uh, and after the interview, the guest will join us for a few uh, discussion topics. But before we get into all that, I just want to let everyone know that you can check us out at www.blacktopia.org, and you can also download and install the Blacktopia mobile app on iTunes, Amazon.com, and BlackBerry World. And uh, if you got, if you try to get it in the Google Play Store, stop. You can't get it. Go to Amazon.com if you have an Android and download it that way. You know, you can no longer get it in the Google Play Store, that or the Giant Blast mobile app, because uh, you know they was they was being racist to me. But it's all good though. The internet is a good a good place to get stuff. I'm not trying to say that. I don't want to get sued or nothing. Okay, and I also want to give a shout out to uh, to Mob Boss. You know, you can check out his material at www.mobbboss.blogspot.com. Oh, yeah. And I also want to let everyone know to get, oh, okay, I'm still on. Get Poetess L. McClin's book, Beyond the Nursery Rhymes, on Amazon. And also, go to renewedinspiration.org, renewedinspiration.org. A renewed inspiration is a organization that helps underprivileged at risk teenage girls make a donation or volunteer by going to the official website renewedinspiration.org. Definitely. And also check out Sunshine Black Rose Publications. You know, if you're a writer, a poet, author, wanna get your books out there, wanna get them published. Go with Alicia Melton, Sunshine Black Rose Publications. Okay, enough of me plugging stuff. I, I do that later. Let me go ahead and bring on the uh, the guest, the host of the guest. Babs, Bob the Country Cleaning Lady. What's going on, Proper? How you doing tonight? <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm all right. We're just doing a show. Well, my prayers go out to Texas. 
hopefully everything will be okay over there. And hopefully everybody had insurance. I know you can't afford flood insurance, but if you don't have it, you're going to be even worse off than if you did. I mean, I know it's one mobile, but they were saying a lot of people um, weren't for certain if it was still current. So that's going to be a major issue as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, our, our, our thoughts go out to the people down in, in South Texas, you know, experiencing the hurricane. Mm-hmm. All right. And, uh, and also see some of y'all pressing one very early. You know, we don't do it this early in the program, so uh, definitely be a little patient with us, and we'll talk taking let calls them after. It. Let them have it. Let them have it. Nope, we don't do it. Nope, nope, we don't. <laughs> yeah, I'll let, I'll let you have it that way. So, uh, so yes, just, uh, just, just, just wait. Uh, Barbara got to do the interview first, and then after the interview, then we'll take your calls. It'll be around 935. Let's go ahead and bring on the other host. Adrian Charleston, the butterfly. Hey. Hey, girl. Baby. Oops, got wrong one. <laughs> My hand slipped. That, that, I, I didn't mean to. That was, a, that was a good one. That was a good one. That's okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How are y'all? Jay, I want to say, before we get started, I want to say that you were reading very well tonight. I'm so proud and excited for you. This is great. Yeah. Yeah, let me let me go ahead and throw some time. Oh, yeah. Jay, Jay did good. Jay. Yeah, you're doing well. <laughs> Don't let that make you mess up later, though. But you're doing so well. Oh yeah, I'm feeling I'm feeling good and feeling confident tonight. I mean, like I always am, but I'm feeling extra confident and good tonight. And oh stay wow! Focused. Yeah, you need to stay focused. What part of North Carolina are you in? Part of North Carolina. Uh, Charlotte, North okay. Riley. Oh, she's in Raleigh. Riley. She's in, yeah. Okay. I'm in Charlotte. This fall, I'll be making an appearance in North Carolina. So I'm going to have to try to catch you if you're not busy. Yes. And even if I yeah, am, yeah. I'll bring you along. Like, we'll, yeah, we'll work it we, out. We, um, yeah, I'm coming this fall. <laughs> I already told okay. you. Yeah. all excited. But yeah, I'm coming. I'm coming this fall. Country is coming to the country. That's right. Yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we throw some claps on it. Oh yeah! Oh, oh, Adrian! Oh, Adrian! I just want to say I also been practicing my my colors too, my, my shapes. So I've, I've been doing good. <laughs> Long with my reading. You're doing they very good. well. All right, man. We don't get ahead. fly up here. It's already nine eleven. I know, right? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, all y'all were talking. Fly Dropsler. Oops. Yo. Okay, you... What's up, man? Fly Dropsler. <laughs> yeah. What's going on? What's happening with y'all? Everything all right? Yes. Oh, yeah, we're doing just doing a show. We're doing well. All right, cool, 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 man. Thanks for having me up here, man. Appreciate this. Definitely, definitely. This is your second time on the show. We had you on the show last year around this time, I believe. Yeah, mm-hmm. with the came from nothing. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, mm-hmm. Yes, sir. 
Well, uh, well, you all, well, you know how you do, how we do it. Uh, Barbara, the country queen, lady's gonna sit you down and interrogate you like a cop <laughs> after the interrogation session around nine thirty. You know she gets nosy. Around nine thirty-five, we'll take some calls. Uh, just let everybody know that our our, uh, our main topic will be after the interview, uh, the crabs in the bucket mentality. At ten o'clock, we'll take a quick break. Excuse me, take a quick break <laughs> and play some songs. And uh, we'll also play some commercials. We come back. We got the old church lady announcing. Adrian Charleston has Butterfly Flow. After that, we'll get right back into our topic. And uh, then that's our show. So are you ready, Fly Drexler? Yes, sir. All right. Mike is yours. All right. Well, I'm going to reintroduce you to some of the newbies at Blacktopia. Y'all, this is Carlos Curry, a.k.a. Fly Drexler. Now, last time we talked, um, you were getting ready to get with them, and now that's congratulations on Sony Music and the yeah. new um, single, Bring You Down. And like you mentioned, yeah. the other two things are nothing to feel for. Um, and the awesome exposure, because you out there a little bit more than you were from, came from nothing. I guess that's based on Sony, but you out there a little bit more this time. Yeah, I am. I am. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I am. <laughs> now, to... Everybody in Blacktopia that did not hear you the first time explain where this name came from, the hook, Fly Drexler. Tell them where it came from and why that instead of your um, government name, Carlos Curry. Um, The name came from uh, just basing my personality uh, along with, like, my favorite basketball player when I was coming up, which was Fly Drexler. And, you know, I'm into fashion, I'm into clothes and stuff like that. So that's where the fly part came from. So it's, you know, you put it together and you got fly tracks with it. Okay. And I didn't know this before because I don't think this was mentioned, but you were also known as Scotty Dripping. Oh, where yeah, that's that just a little alias. Yeah, why did that come <laughs> from with you and those um, alter egos? But why didn't you keep that hook instead of fly uh, dressing? Um, because it's, it, that was more of a, uh, of a, like, a contribute to, like, Houston music. You know, they got that sauce thing going, and, and they always talking about, you know, the, the dripping thing and all that. So that I w- I'm really into, like, that Houston swag, that Houston sauce. So, you know, that, that came from that. Okay. Well, the state of rap and hip-hop right now in this generation is chaotic and at best yes, um, controversial. Mm-hmm. Um, it is. When did you fall in love with hip hop, and what was the first song you heard? Oh man, um, if I'm being honest, the first like when I was coming up, the first rapper that I was ever allowed to listen to, if you want to call, it rap. so it was like, you know, he kind of got me introduced to like the entertainment part of it. You know what I mean? Like you can be an entertainer and you can like have fun doing it so he kind of introduced me like you can have fun because I was so used to like rappers being so hard and street and you know my grandparents wouldn't let me listen and stuff like that when I was coming out when I was little so Mm -hmm. MC Hammer was like the first one and then like as I got older I would sneak off and you know listening to new music because you know this was a time before you know your classmates had cell phones so you know you had to like Yeah, you had to, like, go to your friend's house and he had a tape or, you know what I'm saying, or something that you could listen to. But, um, but yeah, so, like, my first real rap song, I want to say, was, like, LL Cool J Bad. That was, like, the first real rap song I ever liked. Okay. 
And see, you were a poet at first, and then you changed to being an MC. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you were a good cool. poet because yeah. I saw, yeah. you know, I saw some of your poetry. Why the change, and how have you grown as an MC? It's because I think putting it to a beat, like I, it helped me to like be more myself, like. I'm good with words, and that's kind of what the poetry thing led me to, you know, in school. just It was an outlet. It was a way to, like, express myself, and it got me places. And then, you know, once I kind of transcended into, like, you know, kind of trying to do things over beats and found out I was really good at it, you know, and and I got a bigger reaction from it. People were more, you know what I mean, like, they gravitated towards me more whenever, you know, I did it, so that kind of, like, pushed me more towards the music. Okay. And raised in Chapel Hill, North Carolina, the racism, the violence, especially now through the media, how has that affected you and your family professionally? Uh, Well, I wasn't raised here. I moved here back in 2002. Like, I came to school. I came here in high school. I'm I'm actually from D.C. I was raised in D.C., Okay. But, um, but like living here is is different. It's a lot different from where I came from. It's not, but it's not a lot of violence, you know. Like we, it's a more surrounded, you know, Durham, uh, Raleigh, Greensboro. Like that's what we're surrounded by. So you see more violence and stuff in those areas than in Chapel Hill. Chapel Hill is more like a college town, you know. UNC mm-hmm. basketball and stuff like that. Okay. And so the single, Nana, we talking about that, Bring You Down, it reminded me of the crab mentality we'll be talking about tonight yeah. in general. Yeah. Why yeah. did you write that piece? Uh, Just based off of, like, personal life and just, like, with friends. Like, I talk to friends and what they tell me. And it's, and it's always a lot of, like, uh, a lot of times you're letting – outside sources determine your your moves and letting outside the sources determine who you are you know what i'm saying so like mm-hmm. that's what a whole concept from like bring you down just like be yourself like be you be happy with who you are and and everything mm-hmm. else will just fall in line you know what i mean so don't let don't let other things that that aren't that you can't control yourself bring you down and lyrically what's the difference between bring you down and came from nothing um, came from nothing was oh, more like an introduction. You? Which one better explains you? Came from nothing because it was more like an introduction of who I am, where I came from, what I was raised. It kind of gives you an idea of how I think and, you know, just the growth. You'll see me today and be like, okay, he came from that, but this is not who he is. You see what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. that that record would be more of an introduction. Bring You Down is just more for for everyone, you know what I'm saying? That's not, it, it does relate to me personally, but it it was mm-hmm. meant to touch everybody. It was meant to touch people who may be going through stuff in school, like bullying and all type of stuff. Your boss always on your back. Like you just got a whole bunch of reasons that people bring you down or things bring you down. So it was more mm-hmm. of a, that's more of a universal record. And see, now that you said that, from the first mixtape 2012 to being with Sony in 2016, what have you learned as a man and an artist and a husband about Fly Drexler or Carlos Curry in general? Uh, that I have, uh, I've grown very patient. I used to be like, at, at a younger age, like I wanted things when I wanted it, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. like have being on a label and, you know, 
how anybody who deals with music or whatnot, you realize once you sign to a label, you don't have complete control over every single thing you do. You know what I mean? You have to answer to somebody. So for the first time in my life, it kind of put me in a position where I had to answer to somebody, and it taught me patience. It taught me a little bit more responsibility as far as how things that I do outside of, you know what I mean, music, because everything kind of affects you know, who you are, if this is what you're trying to do, you know, if this Mm -hmm. is what you're trying to do, you have to kind of be a little bit more careful about things you do, things you say, and all, and just think like that in general. And see, and I asked you this question before, and I'm going to ask you now, because like I said, the state of rap and hip hop now in this generation, at best, you know, chaotic and controversial. Gangster rap, by definition of the white society, pertains to or instigates riots, death, drugs, prostitution. How do you perceive gangster rap to the black society through your own eyes? First off, like, I don't believe in gangster rap. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's no such thing as gangster rap. Gangster is like a, is a persona. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. it's like what someone may, that's a title that someone puts on you. It's not a form of music. You know, most of the time people just contribute. It, people, like, put anything you say that's, from the street, like, oh, if you mention anything about drugs, that's gangster rap. Or if you mention anything about a gun, that's gangster rap. And some people this way. I'm not saying every rapper did, but some people grew up this way. And like like me, you grow up around it and you see it all the time. You're going to talk mm-hmm. about what you see. You know what I mean? And for a society of people who don't relate to what we're talking about, period, to have a, uh, you know what I'm saying, any type of an opinion on it is just ignorant. You know what I mean? Like, you, you, right. you can't relate to it. You know, so why would you even voice an opinion on it? You know, so, like, I don't believe in gangster rap. I think rappers express themselves in ways that, you know, feed their families, express themselves in ways that, like, keeps them off the street, actually out here doing them things that they're talking about. You know what I mean? So, Mm -hmm. or maybe at one point they were, and now they're doing music and it's stopping them. But they still, you know, it's just, you know, it's just so many different things you can say to that. But as far as I'm concerned, like, I don't even believe in gangster rap. That's not even a title. And where do you see, once you said that, where do you see rappers headed, especially the artists? Where do you see them headed now? Like the new artists or just rappers in general? In general. Um, honestly, I think... Like, I, I think I think rap rappers are getting a little bit more conscious of what they do and what they say. And that's what I want. That's what I always wanted in music. Because it seemed like rappers got to a point where they were so focused on being in front of the camera at all times, they would do and mm-hmm. say anything. You know what I mean? I was like, wow, this is getting out of hand. Now you see rappers being a little bit more, you know, discreet with their personal lives. And it's more about the music and the art. And they have a lot more to say in there getting into the you know, the politics of it a little bit more. So I, I think it's going in a better direction than when we talked last. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm saying. Do you think that's attributed to their, them having children and families of their own? Nah. Because for a lot I, of them, for so long, they didn't. So it didn't matter to them what they said. Do you think that's an issue or the backlash as you get it, older that it's going to come back? It could be. I think that, like, you know, anytime you have kids or, you know, you, you step up in life, you grow a little bit more mature and you learn things. But I think when it comes to music, I think it's more because of 
society. I think things that are going on around us are so, you know what I'm saying, in your face. You know what I mean? It's like so right there and it's so and it's and it's life changing. You know what I'm saying? The whole thing with Trump and 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 everything. Everything could change your life. Anything things could change at the drop of a dime. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. so I think rappers and rappers are people. You know what I'm saying? Like we we live in this society, you know, we might rap is just the choice of like, you know, that we want to do to try to better ourselves in in life as far as, you know, financially or whatnot. But we're mm-hmm. still people. We still watch the same news. We still live the same lives. If we go to war tomorrow, the rappers are part of that same war. You know what I mean? So right. it's like it's like I think rappers just being more aware. They they're more aware. They're more alert. They care more about mm-hmm. life. It's not just about music twenty four seven. And see, there was a controversy based on, I didn't really look at the MTV Music Awards per se, but I mean, I saw a lot of tweets and all when I went on. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't watch it. I didn't watch it either. Um, yeah, but, yeah. And, and it was said, it was said some comments were made, but to this effect, that the old school general, because a lot of us were saying we didn't know who the hell we were looking at. They yeah. said some of the old school general no longer mattered to the success of rap or hip hop. And I don't mm-hmm. know how you can say that. For these young people to come out your mouth, considering we're the parents or the adults paying our yeah. income, and that yeah. we're in the audience with you because we either got to take your ass to the concert or we're listening yeah. to it in our home. So yeah. how can you yeah. say we don't have an impact on the business? I mean, how do you feel about that? Because I tweeted back, that's totally inaccurate, especially if I'm the one yeah. paying for it and it's a young child listening. I mean, and I allow them to listen. I'm, I'm in that audience with them, you know, listening to the music that they listen to. You know, so how do yeah. you say we don't have yeah. an impact on that business? What do you say to that? Because, I mean, it sparked the whole big thing on Twitter behind it. Um, Like, I, I think that was that might be, like you said, a little bit, you know, inaccurate. I don't think, you know, you can just discredit a whole, you know, <laughs> like everybody that's older. Like, because like you said, a lot of the times the kids – do rely on their parents to get the music, but I guess they were speaking from a standpoint. Most kids these days, you know what I mean? They got cell phones. They're on the computer 24-7. Like, the Mm. parents aren't monitoring them, you know, as much. So the kids are getting this music and listening to this music without the parents. And I guess that's what the point, that's the point they were making. Like, the kids are going to listen to the music with or without you. You know what I'm saying? They're going to get to the music. I'm speaking from personal you know what i'm saying like my grandparents mm-hmm. were very strict that you know i when i was real when i was little you know in eight nine years old you know we i was forced to not forced but that's how i came up you know what i mean going to right. church i wasn't allowed to listen to stuff like that but that didn't mean i didn't listen to it you know what i mean mm-hmm. like i had friends they're gonna get to it you know what i mean so i right. guess that's what the, i guess that's what they were trying to say like you know your kids are going to listen to our music regardless of what you think you know what i mean i guess it's, it's right. a little it's a little immature to say something like that because Right. As an artist, if you're on a platform like that, you have a responsibility. You don't want to give kids the same kids that's listening to your music that type of, you know what I'm saying, like mm-hmm. advice. Do do it without mm-hmm. your parents because if your parents are telling you to do something, not to do right. something, and you know, you're I'm not supposed to do it. You, know? thing, like, you don't even want to come across me like that because if I'm going to yeah. be the one to end up buying it, you don't want me to take my money away. I mean, regardless. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they, the they probably stepped on a lot of toes. They probably stepped on a lot of toes. They did, because it was like over a thousand yeah. parents 
that tweeted back that that was completely inaccurate. Because a lot of them still listen to some of that music. Had some people that were right. When they were telling them to me, I didn't know who they were either than Pink. Pink was the only one yeah. I knew, too. I didn't know half the <laughs> folks. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, So, yeah. you know, it was like, I mean, you coming across me with artists, I don't even understand what half the hell they're saying. But it's and definitely a disconnect. It's, 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 it's definitely a disconnect. That's what I'm saying. Like, a lot of the, a lot of the older crowd, don't really pay attention to where music is today. And and a lot of it is due to the fact is a lot of these rappers you don't understand the word that's coming out of their mouth. No, so like, it is washed. So it, it's white yeah, when you like young Yeah, exactly. It, it it is washed, but at the same time it's it's a reflection of society. It's a it's a reflection. You gotta remember half of these kids that are rapping today were probably raised by a kid. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You gotta think about that. Like you gotta you like yeah, you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. how how mature do you expect them to be? How how much yeah, do you right. expect them to care? You know what I mean? So it's like they, they were born they, they were don't they have were born in the music at all. There yeah, is but no they were born without the shoes. They were the born without them. Right. But but I'm stuck in the net is because there was value to the music. Yeah, you yeah. had two live crew and all of them come out there and Doctor Dre and them with, you know, hard or, you know, well pronounced Right. That's what I call it. But still, you understood yeah. what the hell they were saying. And even now, I can still remember some of the words of a song started playing. These guys, yeah. girls, it's like it doesn't matter what comes out their mouth. If a hook goes to it in a beat and you dance into it, yeah. that makes it a that's, that's, that's an insult to the pioneers. That's even an insult to you. That's it, right, it, yeah. It's an insult. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's an insult to y'all real artists who are really out there giving the music that feel and that professionalism that it used to have from the 90s. These I used to. Children I, own just. I mean, I'm sorry. Yeah, I tough. used to. I used to think that way, but it's more, to me, to me more. It, it's it's more on society. It's not on the artist. You know, the artist is going to make what people want to hear. If you're if the artist is a is big in the world and he's selling all these records, it's because people are buying it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And if you continue to support mediocrity, that's what you're gonna get. You know what well, I'm saying? People right. don't. People don't want to think. People don't want to sit there and be like, oh, what did he say? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's why I was mm-hmm. so pri- su- surprised by Jay-Z's album doing so well. But it took a person like Jay-Z to do it. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? If I was to come out with that exact same album tomorrow, you know what I'm saying? People mm-hmm. are not going to give me that same love. They gonna look, they're not going to look at me the same and way. I don't think he was serious doing that. He was really trying to be funny to, to prove a point. See, a lot of the older ones can't really come out and say exactly how they feel because they still need people to um, See, but Jay-Z, them, Jay, Jay-Z never disconnected himself. Purpose. Jay Z never disconnected himself. Purpose. I listened to that album. I think he did it on purpose. That ain't even yeah, he, him. He, that ain't even his style. <laughs> it actually is. If you if you go back and listen to him, like Jay Jay Z's always been pro black, you know, entrepreneurship. Like he's always well, yeah, been, he been. Bl- black people need to own their own stuff, own your own music, own your own business. Like he's always been that type of artist, and he may you know throw it in there with a couple of you know like girl lines, but he's always gave you jewels throughout his whole career. He's mm-hmm. he's been consistent. But this album, he kind of looked at it and said, "Yo." Yeah. Project. I just want to jump in right quick and just let all the listeners know for everybody that says that about Jay Z, y'all go listen to Reasonable Doubt. Listen to that album and then y'all then then y'all start understanding Jay Z a little better. I mean a lot of people just judge him on his stuff he started doing after he got forty and stuff, but Reasonable I, I Doubt trying to be funny with this one, Jay. That's all. I mean, I still listen to all his yeah. music because he he's still a professional, well rounded rapper. 
feel. But I just, I yeah. kind of think one or two songs on this album, he was trying to be funny. Not the whole album, but one or two songs. Let me yeah. correct that. Yeah. One or two songs, yeah. I think he was trying to be funny. That's all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because oh, I, I don't know yeah, him to you, have it all put together. I just think one or two, he was trying to be funny. One or two <laughs> songs. Not the whole album. One or two songs. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, no doubt. But no as doubt. far as you and your album, what's going on mm-hmm. with that and marketing for... um? Bring you down. You got any? Because I didn't see any tour dates. You got any tour dates coming up for that? Uh, no, not at the moment. We don't. Um, I was actually just talking to uh to a few guys at the label, and we're actually um about to start, you know, pushing the record nationally. Um, we mm-hmm. were doing right now. We're kind of just, you know, watching it do some numbers over in France. So, it it actually started taking off over there. Um, before it started taking off over here. So we was we just been sitting back, kind of watching it do its thing over there, waiting, you know, okay. for our moment to capitalize over here. So now, you know, starting actually tomorrow, we're going to start that mm-hmm. campaign over here and get things going. But as far as, like, an album or anything, we you know, we're still mm-hmm. discussing that. Um, I would love to have, you know, an album or a mixtape out sometime very soon. Um, I have plenty of material, so. We just we still discussing I know that. Do. <laughs> well, let me get this last question in before I give you no to the problem. callers. As far as being an artist, because again, this is another controversy that's been out there. Um, people's personal lives put on um display for everybody mm-hmm. to see. Being mm-hmm. an artist, does that put a strain professionally and personally on your marriage, on your relationship? Um. It can, like, but that's only for those people who make that decision. When you sell, to me, I think that's like, you know, sort of speaking, it's a cliche thing where people say you sell your soul, you know. I feel like, that's why I say I want to sell my soul if it can't be in dollars and the rose because I feel like when you introduce your family into that type of lifestyle, like, you're kind of setting yourself up for failure, like, you the, the internet is undefeated <laughs> you know what mm-hmm. i mean that's something people say like once your personal information gets out there you know you're going to have people talking about your wife and they this you know they might think she's the ugliest person in the world you but she's beautiful mm-hmm. to you but at the same time your wife don't want to have to go through that she don't want to get online and have to see a million people right. calling her names all day and the same thing right. with your kids they don't they don't want to get online and have to see a million people calling them names all day so me mm-hmm. personally i try to keep my family as far away from the music as possible because right. like growing up I've watched it for so long it, like mm-hmm. I've been doing music for so long and it, now I'm at the moment where I can do it on a major level but I've watched it from the outside looking hey, in for yeah. so long yeah mm-hmm. and I've saw I've seen so many artists like families just get ruined just because of mm-hmm. who they are you know what I'm saying I'm like right. mm-hmm. like I've learned my lesson like you don't have to tell me twice <laughs> Right. That's good. Well, thank you for the interview, Jay. Any callers for him? Well, y'all got any questions? Okay. Now, if you're listening in on the link, give us a call at 516-387-1219 and press 1. If you're streaming from your phone, all you got to do is press 1. We'll bring you on. Um, yeah, some of those people uh, that press 1 early, they... They're gone, but uh, but if you're streaming from your link, if you're listening in on the link, give us a call back. Press one, we'll bring you on. We're talking about the crabs in the barrel mentality in the black community. We're also talking with Fly Drexler. So if there's anything you want to add to that, 
definitely do that. We'll bring you on. Uh, Adrian Charleston, uh, while we're waiting for people to repress one and come back home, is there anything uh, you'd like to ask Fly Drexler yourself? He's out there in the same area, you know, in, in that same area, that 919. Yes, yes. Um, I really didn't have any questions. The interview was great, and um, I enjoy your music and everything you. that you were talking about. And um, I like the point, you know, where you said about um, about Jay-Z. Like, if you would come out with the same stuff, nobody yeah. would listen. And that's that's a shame because in order for you, for somebody to hear more of your music or to pay more attention to what you're, you are saying, what you're doing, it has to be someone bigger or outside of other people to say, oh, that's dope. Like, we're saying it's dope, it's good. But for some reason, people don't listen unless it's somebody who has power or have something yeah, yeah, you're right. to say, you're right. listen. And that's, you're right. that's just discouraging right. that people have to be told what they like. You know? It is, it is. And it, and it kind of contributes to that whole, like you said, like you guys are talking about tonight, the crabs in the barrel mentality because mm-hmm. – like your, they always say your friends or the your people that are closer to you most of the time are the last ones to support you. You know what yeah. I mean? Like you, you'll get support from total strangers. You'll get support from people, you know, mm-hmm. you never thought you would get support from before your friend supported you. And that's all because a lot of the times they look at you like I don't want to say they look at you like nobody, but they look at you like you know what I'm saying. Like, like a common. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like you, so, yeah, like a common person, yeah. <laughs> exactly. So when they, they hold Jay-Z or anybody like that to a different level, and, 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 and they shouldn't, though. You know what I'm saying? He's a regular person just like me, but he just happens to have money. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, that's the only thing. And that, that goes back to, like I said, society. Money money is one of the pedestals of society. Like, if you don't have money, you're nothing That's to a lot of people. You know what I mean? So... Mm-hmm. It just goes back to that whole that whole thought process. Yeah. But I but I I always I respect Jay Z for that because a lot of rappers wouldn't do what he did. You know what I'm saying? Somebody on his level to take a chance and put an album together like that because it could have easily flopped. It could have easily been a million people saying, "What is Jay Z talking about?" But you got. <laughs> yeah. But he actually reached out. He actually touched a lot of those young people who who had been saying you know, negative things about the older crowd and the older crowd not understanding, you know, the younger crowd. And and Jay-Z kind of, I think he helped put pieces to that bridge to bring that gap together with that album. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And and you're doing great things with your album. We just need more people to hear it. And exactly, I agree. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Because <laughs> you're saying great things as well. So exactly, yeah, and yeah. Just gotta, yeah. We just, you know, I just, you know, I hope, I just always, you know, I, I just keep, keep the faith and just, just believe that once we get on that level, that platform, that people will hear me and they will like. See that I'm genuine, and I and I everything that I talk about, you know, I'm speaking from it from a from a, mm-hmm. a knowledgeable standpoint. Yeah, and they're gonna check out these old interviews of you just to see, just to make sure, just to say <laughs> exactly. when you were saying that in 2017, <laughs> you'd be like, "Yes, I was." <laughs> yes, I was. <laughs> yes, I was. So. Yep. Yeah. Good. 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 But yes, I enjoy enjoy you and your music and Thank you. everything. Thank you. So, Jay, 
Oh, yeah. You know, um, I also want to say, if you want to, uh, you know, we, we, can, we can just get right into the topic, too. Uh, listeners, if you do want to ask Fly Dressler a question, oh, we do have a caller. Uh, let's go ahead and take the call. Um, but before I even say that, I want to say, if you, it's either or. If you want to talk about the, the topic, uh, the crabs and the barrel mentality of the black community, you're welcome to bring that up. Or if you have some questions for Fly Dressler, you're welcome to ask those as well. Let's go ahead and bring on this first caller. Caller in the 586-464 on the air. Who is this? Walter Perry Lee. Walter Perry Lee, how you doing? Baby. Pretty good. Pretty good. (laughs) That's good. You're sounding good, man. Thanks. Thanks. Hey. Yeah, Yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. Yeah. Okay. Now, um, now, you got a question for Fly Drexler? Or you want to add to the topic, the crabs in the bucket mentality in the black community? Yeah, I, I like to add um, um, something to it. Go ahead. Well, like I said, I'm going to tell you guys, you, I, you got my support in everything you do in this community. My main support, and and like I said, you know what? Whatever happens in this, this like um, like Black Lives Matter or anything else, everything. Okay, that needs to stop. And I want something to be in the positive level, not the negative and all that other stuff. Just the positive. Yes, sir. Yes, yes, sir. I, I, we, we, yes. Yeah, thank you, thank you for calling. We appreciate that. Because I'm telling you, you know, and then, and then whatever dreams and goals and ambition you guys got, follow your heart and your mind and your body and soul for that. Because you got my support, and I hope you guys got mine too. I got All your right. support. So. All right. Well, thank thank you for calling, Walter. Oh, welcome. And tomorrow, and tomorrow evening, I got a um, casting call too. In the Motor City. Okay. Where, where, where is it being held? Well, we're gonna do it in Detroit tomorrow at Wayne State University. Tomorrow evening at six, we've got an audition for Walter Dream of Jenna. And I got a lot of feedback saying they love my script. They love the episodes of it, and they like to bring this to life. So I still need some support of it, to, trying to get the um, to bring this to life. I'm trying to do the stage play of it for the um, for the Fox Theater and flyers, tickets, everything. So. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, Walter Perry, we thank you for giving us a call. Uh, it's always a pleasure. You're going you gonna to stick around and listen to the rest of the show? Yeah, I sure will. Good, good, Walt. Definitely thank you for the call. I'm going to take you out with a Miss Marie Jones. Baby! Yes, yes. See you then. All right. And how? Yes, yes. Definitely. Good luck to everything, Walter. All right. If you're uh, streaming from your phone, just press 1. If you're listening in on the link, give us a call at 
387-1219 and press 1. We'll bring you up. We're talking about the crabs in the barrel mentality in the black community and what you can do to, to avoid it. And if people are trying to bring you down, don't let them bring you down. Just like Fly Drexler's song, bring you down. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, you know, I wanted to say this, too. Uh, it, it actually does feel that way, uh, uh, you know, your friends and family. Uh, or kind of the last, you know, not it's not even out of hate. Uh, sometimes it's, it's just that, uh, you know, like I said earlier, they just kind of see you as common. They just don't see it, or they have way too many I remember when stories to really take you seriously when you're doing things. Uh, and they can have all the empirical evidence in front of their face, but they still see you as, oh, that's just Jay from back in the day, or that's just, oh, he doing that now, but I, but I remember back when he when he wasn't. You know, uh, yeah, he was, yeah, exactly. You know, trying to get, yeah. So you know, I remember when he was just trying to get started, and then now he's doing this, and you know, and they and they, and they just can't, uh, and they just can't see it. Sometimes it's, uh, you know, um, when they see other people, uh, uh, you know, rocking with you like that, it's like they they jump on the bandwagon, you know. Um, it's just it's just the You're way right. it is. Uh, You're right. Also. Oh yeah, what else would we want to say, Flodger? I, I apologize for keep uh, cutting you off like that. Oh yes, oh yes. And I also wanted to say this too. I saw a, a meme. I didn't post it. I was going to think about posting it earlier in Blacktopia. Uh, that you know we talk about the crabs in the barrel mentality and what crabs do when they're actually in a in a barrel. But uh, but the meme was was saying, uh, well you know that's not a crab's natural environment anyway. You know, and, yeah, exactly. and I think the same thing, oh, yeah, it could be said about uh, us black people. Um, now, when I say not our natural environment, because I know a lot of people, you know, and I know the history book says that we all came from Africa and we were just kind of brought over here. But I believe that black people are indigenous to all all continents and, and on earth. Like, I believe that black people, yeah, we were everywhere. And you would be yeah. correct. <laughs> Those not our history books. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The white people, yeah, well, you know, the, the, the other, the, they're they're telling us that. But I believe, like you said, we it was, it was uh, brown, black, and brown people already over here in you know what they call the United everywhere. States. But what I what, everywhere, yeah, everywhere. Yes, sir. Yes, yes, sir. And uh, just to add to that, when I talk about the the barrel not being our you know natural uh, environment, I'm not talking about actually. America, but I'm talking about the system that they, if I'm doing air quotes, you can't see me though, they have uh, just kind of created. This is not our natural state, you know, and which is why why I believe it also contributes to the crabs in the barrel uh, mentality. Uh, what do you all think of that? Uh, I mean, I think you're right. Like, I, like it's definitely more of a, a systematic thing, you know, like the system is the barrel, you know, like they put us in projects and ghettos and, and we literally living on top of each other and they deprive us from things that should come to us like, you know, like normal, you know, we, we get low paying jobs, we, we send our kids to terrible schools and, and most of the time we're subject to like the worst environment, you know what I mean? So what do you think is going to happen? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's it, like you said, it's system. It's the system. We put. It's meant to happen. You know, they can't go around killing us because that would be a crime. So how about we put them in a place where they could kill themselves? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it, it, it's it's simple to me. Mhm. And it's. Oh, yeah. 
this whole this whole thing irks me. And I and I and I mm-hmm. commented on somebody's post. It wasn't a Blacktopia, it was just regular on Facebook. And somebody was like, you know, why you know why are you not supporting black businesses? And we've talked about this. And this girl wrote two paragraphs about why she don't support black businesses, and and mm-hmm. she said stuff. And the stuff that she was saying to me didn't make sense because this is what everybody else does. Because she was like, because they want to hire their cousins and their sisters and brothers. Guess what? That's what everybody else is doing. And you go there every day to buy your hair, Mm -hmm. get your nails done, and all the other stuff. And not trying to be stereotypical, but I'm just letting the facts be known. And, Mm -hmm. you know, you don't get good service and this, that, and the other. And so, you know, I just posted, you know how I am. You know, every every um, black-owned business is not created equal. And it's not. But you're not going to go to any black business because you've had bad service. You you carry your behind the Walmart every day. So you you can't tell me that somebody at Walmart has not treated you bad or that Mm -hmm. Walmart is not practicing different services. Or, you know, 7-Eleven, the mall, wherever you go, Mm -hmm. you want to put that on all black businesses. Because most of them are owned by white people. (laughs) But you don't want to go to the black business. Exactly. Oh, you got the you got the biggest industries among black women in general is the nail salon, the weave shop, yeah. and, and the shoe shop. And ninety percent of them shops are not owned by black folks. They owned by the farmers that are buying your ass around the store. They didn't see you coming in every month and buying products, but they still gonna buy you around the store. Let one of them people walk in there with their folks that look even bumpier than you. They let them just have to run in the store. But you, but they okay you, you know, right. So, I mean, yep. it's you, you can't be a catch-21 or a hypocrite, which is where our black society fall. We are a hypocrite mm-hmm. on where all it is saying. Because you'll spend $200 on a foreign man's yes. hair, but if a black man own a hair shop, you get him hell. You know, you can get him on this too much, but it's okay to run to the Chinese man and use your child support money or welfare check to buy that hair that don't yes. match your hair. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you know, but I'm you just saying. So you can't speak on it and not say the truth. That's what killed me about black folk, too. We want to half-ass say the truth. You don't want the whole truth because it's going to, you know, throw a light on you. You don't want that light on you. But if you're going to speak it, get a whole thing. And that is the truth. When these foreigners run their business, you have no problem getting in their money. When a black man run his, it's got to be a whole bunch of controversy. Like, we just had a black restaurant open up in Norfolk. Some people mm. gave him all kind of bad reviews. It's been a Chinese restaurant in the very same district, on the very same block, in the very same shopping center that they know be, I don't know, selling whatever. You see the roaches <laughs> running, but everybody ass is out the door going to that business. But the black mm. man, you almost get him taken out of business because they had to help people there and everything. And I'm like, okay, so it's okay to put him out there, but not the foreigners. And it's, it's almost like, you know, the same mentality. Why do you want to hold your own person down from trying to do? Be- you don't, you don't want them because, to do right. Because you're programmed that we are programmed that right. way. We were right. programmed that way. You know, right. it's, well, all about, it's all mold. about Fly, how, how you see Right. You know what I'm saying? No, like you, like on. we're like yeah. you're from a you're from an era where you know that wasn't the case. You know what I'm saying? There mm-hmm. was a such thing as real black pride, being proud to be a black person, mm-hmm. and being proud of where you came from, and proud of what you are and what you create. Today's society, like they're they're almost they've made it almost like 
black people are unreliable. It's almost like right. it's like black black is the joke, you know. Oh, you're gonna show up late. That's black on color people mm-hmm. talk like. You know, it's mm-hmm. everything that's negative is always assorted to black people. And then See, that's the hypocrisy when, that that's what Adrian yeah. was saying. That's the hypocrisy uh-huh. that keeps coming out. That's what keeps but, being but said. It's, it, it, that's and in the I'm home. Not, like you have me, to, the kids have to be taught this. The kids have to be it, it won't break. You can't break the cycle. I can't break the cycle. Only the kids can break the cycle. So well, you spoke on it. Kids are being raised by kids. That's why I can't say in this generation. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, yes, let's, definitely, definitely. We're going to keep this going, but uh, we got some more callers uh, waiting to go, jump on. Let's go ahead and take another call right quick. We're about to come up on the break, so just, uh, you know, we may have to take the rest of you after the break. Uh, caller in the 980-785, you're on the air. Who is this? Hello? Hey. Hello, who is this? Dunning, this is Ro, this is Ro Jack, this is Cuz. Ro Jackson, how you doing? What's up, Cuzzo? What's happening? Hi. Yeah, Ro, we got, uh, we, we're about to come up on the break right quick. Uh, so definitely, um, you know, definitely let us know what you're about to say, and then we'll, we'll actually pick this up after the break, if you don't mind. Yeah, that's cool, man. I'm sorry I missed most of you guys. I caught the like last 15 minutes. I was just going to say, yeah, that crab in the bucket mentality is is basically when it comes to that hot water that's been poured on them crabs, like, you know, all the liquor stores that's around us and, you know, the fact like somebody was just saying, the fact that our kids in the bad schools and don't, the, the teachers don't want to have teach them and stuff like that. So that makes certain you know, people want to strive and do other things, and people going to hate on that. You know what? Y'all going to take the break, man. I'm here, cuz. Definitely, cuz. All right. We're going to uh, go ahead and get ready for this break. You're listening to Blacktopia Presents Roundtable Talk Radio with your host, Barbara the Country Cleaning Lady, Adrian Charleston, the Butterfly. I'm just some guy named Jay. With our guest, Fly Drexler, and his song, Bring You Down. We're talking about the... Uh, crabs in the barrel mentality in the black community. Uh, we're going to take the rest of your calls after we come back from this break and after we come back from the old church lady announcements and Adrian Charleston's butterfly flow. So stick around. We've got some more show. Got extra O's, Asa, I got hello. Yeah, 
I won't sell my soul, even if that came With that million dollars in that rose I can still tip it on them M pilots with them foes Till I pull up in that shit, probably cost more than your home Gone Beautiful people, this is Andrean, your holistic health coach, coming at you from the global front. What if I told you only four ounces of this water for 30 days would lead you to longer, healthier hair, softer skin, more energy, better, stronger workouts, increased sex drive and stamina? Come on now, easier weight loss to get you that sexier body, no more pain and stiffness, all while getting rid of any drugs or medication you're on, and it's all natural. It's all available without a prescription. Contact me for more information at andrian65 at gmail.com. A-N-D-R-I-A-N-E-6-5 at gmail.com. Peace. I am in pen heaven. I committed suicide in an inkwell. Poetry breathed life back into my soul. My words are my witnesses. 
written into existence. My pen leaves smoke trails of ink. As I write through the lines of this paper, the air filled with smoke, smelling only of my ink vapor. This is Tammy S. Thomas, and you just heard a poem called Ink Heaven out of my new poetry book, Emotional Soul of a Poetess. And you can buy my book on Amazon.com. Yeah, what's up? It's your girl, Linda B. Let me find out you got that big boy TV, but you only get in hospital station. Uh-uh. Let me find out you got that flat screen TV plugged up to a converter box because you too cheap to get cable. Uh-huh. Let me find out every week you down at the bootleg man trying to get new movies because you're running out of stuff to watch. Shame on you. I'm here. That's what I do. You want cable? Hit me up. Oh, Bill, no problem. I got you. Cable too high? I got you. Dun, 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 dun. We can do this a few ways. You can either call me. I can call you. 937-287-0736. Or you could go to my website, lindaebrown.acndirect.com. Or we could do a three-way call. What? A three-way call? We could even do a three-way call. Shut the Hit me door. up today, and you can have cable tomorrow. Yeah, I got your back. And remember, with God, all things is possible. Have a good day, world, and I'm out. Damn, girl. I ain't seen you in a long time. You done lost some weight. That's right, girl. Child, I've been using this new product, Total Life Changes Tea by CurvyButHealthy.com. That's how I lost the weight. Child. Now, wait a minute, girl. So all you're saying I got to do is drink this tea and I can go to the bathroom and piss these calories out of me? Well, not quite. What it does is speed up your metabolism, curb your appetite, and give you the nutrients your body needs so that it can help you shed the pounds. And, girl, you can lose the weight and keep some curves, too. Well, girl, that's exactly what I need. I'm trying to look good in my bikini when I go down to the beach. I'm going to go to curvybutthealthy.com right now and order about 10 cases of that tea. Yes, yes. 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 Order Total Life Changes tea from curvybutthealthy.com today. Yeah. I'm going to go to CurvyButtHealthy.com and order about 10 cases of that tea. I'm going to go to CurvyButtHealthy.com. I'm going to go to CurvyButtHealthy.com. I'm hoping shit don't jump off and slow like a bomb. I look around, creeping and slow, checking my tone. Turn around, tap my back, pocket search for my phone. But my phone wasn't there. I'm walking around my house full of caution and despair. And then I see my chick with the phone in 
Cause I'm like, goddamn, I took a chance. Welcome back. Welcome to the second hour of Blacktopia Roundtable Talk Radio, the biggest colored show on earth, and one of the few blog talk radio shows not hosted by a convicted felon or conspiracy theorist, wacko, or closet lesbian. Um, so welcome back with our host, Bob the Country Queen Lady, Adrian Trotson, and I'm some guy named Jay. Now, this portion of the show is called the Old Church Lady Announcements. So let me go on ahead and get those Old Church Lady Announcements out. And, uh, you know, a lot of people ask about the woman, <laughs> about the other voice in that Total Life Changes Curry But Healthy Dot Com commercial. And uh, it's me. No, it's me. Uh, <laughs> of course, you know it's not an actual woman because the voice is, uh, you know, too deep. But, uh, but incidentally, that voice is deeper than my actual speaking voice. This <laughs> is supposed to be a woman, and uh, and yeah, that's me doing that. And uh, and the character's name is Porkisha. Porkisha, yeah, that's that's her name. You don't you don't hear her name in the commercial, but that's her name. All right, in 2018, we will have our first official Blacktopia convention and conference in Charlotte, North Carolina, in 2018. We will have workshops, booths, meet and greets, live music, speakers, and more. Actually, no way. We're going to call it a retreat, a Blacktopia retreat. That's what we're going to call it. That weekend will be one big ecosystem for supporting black businesses, black talents, and spreading information and education. Keep checking back here on Blacktopia Presents Roundtable Talk Radio for more updates and information on the official Blacktopia conference and convention slash retreat. All right? So definitely keep checking back for more updates and join us there. Okay, next thing I want to say is uh, if you love Blacktopia and you love the website and you love the Facebook group and you love the Blacktopia mobile app and you love the Blacktopia, everything branded Blacktopia, then uh, you can also make a small donation to us on the Blacktopia Patreon page by visiting www.patreon.com that's P O oh yeah patreon.com forward slash blacktopia that's P A T R E O N dot com forward slash blacktopia your kind donations to the blacktopia patreon page will go back into funding and patronizing other black owned businesses and a portion of the donations will go towards our upcoming Blacktopia convention and conference slash retreat. Patrons and fans that make generous donations will be treated with new and exclusive content that's only available on the Blacktopia Patreon page. And uh, so actually when you make a monetary donation, some of the pages that are locked will automatically unlock and you'll be able to see them. Yes, yes. So definitely check us out. You can make a donation as small as a dollar. Again, that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash Blacktopia. Check us out. Make the donation. Also, check out Renewed Inspiration at RenewedInspiration.org. Renewed Inspiration is an organization that specializes in helping Teenage girls, underprivileged teenage girls, and keep them out of harm's way and give them, you know, do workshops with them and, and, and self-esteem building and, and community service, things like that. 
It is ran by Blacktopian Clarissa Byers. Definitely check out Renewed Inspiration at www.renewedinspiration.org. Also, Porcus L. McLean. L. McLean. <laughs> I have a hard time saying that. My tongue gets in my mouth. Uh, she has a book out, a book of poetry called Beyond the Nursery Rhymes. You know, true tales. And you can purchase that on Amazon.com. You know, put in Chantel L. McLean, Beyond the Nursery Rhymes, and buy her book. And also, if you are a poet, a writer, author, you know, you got some material you want to get out there, you know, want to get it published, definitely go to Sunshine Black Rose Publications and get more information on that. Get your work out there. All right, I'm done with the old church lady announcements. And I also want to say that next week, our guest will be Rhyme Schemes again. (laughs) I think this is his seventh appearance. I'm actually going to tally it up. (laughs) He's actually been on the show longer than Adrian Charleston has been on. (laughs) Uh, He's been been a guest on the show more times than Adrian Charleston was before she actually joined the show as a (laughs) co-host. He beat her record. So, um, So definitely... Tune in, tune in next Tuesday with our guest rhyme schemes. And the topic will be should your other, your spouse, wife, girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever, have access to your phone and your passwords and your iPhone and your pictures and your Gmail? Should they have access to it? Should they be able to look at what you got? You know, and plus the name of his song is called iPhone 2, and it actually talks about this in the song. And you can actually get the song from Rhyme Schemes, iPhone, on iTunes, and all the other places. Music is being distributed digitally. And it features Tony Sunshine. You know, Tony Sunshine, you know, he used to do hooks for Big Pun and Fat Joe back in the day. He's the guy that's doing the hook on iPhone. Okay, I'm done talking. 12 minutes over. I'm sorry, Adrian. Adrian Charleston. Yes. Yes. I apologize. I, I know. I know you're going to get me. I, I, I'm i sorry. No, you know what? Like I said, you're speaking in complete sentences. You are not rumbling and stumbling over yourself, so we're going to take it. So it was long, <laughs> but it it wasn't bad. It wasn't painful. It was good. So we're just going to go ahead and get into this butterfly flow. Hello, Black Tokyo. This is Adrian Charleston. <laughs> I'm trying to be professional. Stop. Hello, Black Tokyo. Okay. <laughs> Roundtable Talk Radio. This is Adrian Charleston with tonight's butterfly flow and tonight um i posted that i'm going to talk about who are you because you know uh, if you've listened to any of the butterfly flows every topic always comes back to you it always comes back to love it always talks about comes back to taking care of yourself because at the end of the day that's who we have and that's what you know we have going on so um when it comes to crabs in a barrel we always want to look at the other people, but sometimes you have to look at yourself and because you are choosing the people that are around you, you are choosing the people that you associate with. And those sometimes are the people that are trying to pull you, pull you down. So once you recognize who you are and understand where you, where you are, who you are and where you're going, you'll begin to understand that the people around you, that some of the people around you are not 
for you. And you'll begin to feel that pull on you being pulled down or being weighed down. And it comes in different ways. Sometimes it comes in, are you sure, are you sure you can do that? Can you do that right now? Is that a wise decision? Now, mind you, some people are asking you this to make you think about it, but some people are asking you these questions to hold you where you are and thinking that they're going to lose their place with you. And sometimes that's why people are pulling you back because they don't want you to move forward because they're going to lose what they have with you and they're going to lose how you treat them. So once you learn who you are, you begin to learn what you want, what you need, and you begin to choose more wisely the people that are around you. So know who you are, and once you get to that point, you'll know who to let go of, and then that way when people are trying to pull you back or when it's time to help someone else, you're okay to do that because you know who you are and you know where you stand. And also that kind of goes into a lot of people like to get upset when somebody is copying what they're doing or stealing their style or their way, so to speak. But I always tell these people, nobody can do it like you. So it doesn't matter what they steal or what ideas they take. If you're not implementing it, nobody can do it like you. So know who you are and understand that nobody can do it like you. So there you go. That's tonight's Butterfly Flow. Hope you enjoy. Thank you, Jay. Yeah, the hand claps is a jam. <laughs> no, yeah, the, the, the hand claps are jam. Um, so, uh, so they may actually come up later as we talk. Well, let me go on ahead and um, well, I want to ask you a question too. Um, well, it's not even a question; it's more like a statement, you know. Um, yeah, thank you. <laughs> uh, I want to. It does what it wants sometimes. Um, yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think that um, yeah, it is healthy to get rid of toxic people in your life, you know, even if they're mm-hmm. family. Heck, even if it's right. your own mom. <laughs> and not necessarily. Right. And when it comes to family, you can't get rid of them, but you can limit their role in your life because you yes. still have to deal with family. You still have to deal with your – I mean, most people still have to deal with their parents and all that. But you can limit their role in, in, their, in your life and the influence that they have over you. Once you know who you mm-hmm. are, that's what I believe. So, yeah. But what was oh, your question? Yeah. That was it? That was your statement? Okay. Oh, yeah. That, that was your statement. Oh. Yeah, you got to talk to people. Yeah, yeah you got to. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to let the uh, the other people uh, on, the, on the line tell us, you know, give, give their opinion. Um, I was about to mess around and say the other toxic people. I don't want to refer to callers oh, like that. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> no. Yeah. No. Um. I think uh, Barbara. Well, let me see if this Barbara. I think she called, she called back in. Barbara. Yes. Hello. Your line dropped. Hey. Oh yeah, your line dropped. We got a phone. We okay. got a phone here, Virginia. That's acting up. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah, I can hear. You. I can hear. You. Yeah, we got a phone that's acting oh. up, and it just shut down everything. So yeah. Mm. Okay. Well, definitely be uh be careful, be safe out there. Uh. Yeah, well, let's go on ahead and uh, fly directly. Are you still there? Oh, I'm in there asking him a question. I got his mic muted. Fly directly. <laughs> yeah, I'm here. 
<laughs> yeah, I apologize. <laughs> we got we got a lot of callers lined up. The, the the lines are lit up. We're gonna take you one at a time. So uh, say what you gotta say, make your point, then we'll make a counterpoint or, or, or comment to what you gotta say. Then we'll go on to the next caller. We can't let y'all get ten minutes, <laughs> ten fifteen minutes on one t- on one thing. So let's go ahead and breeze through these calls right quick. We got another caller in the nine eight zero nine eight zero nine eight nine. You're on the air. Who is this? Hey, it's Kendra. How are you guys doing? Kendra, we're going to put some hand claps on it. <laughs> oh my gosh, I can't believe I got through this time. Last time I didn't get through. Yeah. But um, I just wanted to comment on the the crabs in a bucket um, topic that you guys are speaking on. And um, my comment is, it really irritates me when people say they don't support black businesses. And then, then their reasoning for it. And every every time someone lets me know or I hear or have a conversation with someone who says, like, oh, I don't support black-owned businesses because it's um, unprofessional or they don't have a customer service, um, I've always been a believer to kind of exude positivity everywhere. So my question is always is, well, what are you doing to help them out? Because as a first-time business owner, owner, um, you don't know everything. You kind of try to uh, learn as much as you can, research as much as you can, and then you launch out there, but everything isn't going to be perfect. So if you know that you have a skill or a or a um, a talent that could help this person, why aren't you helping? Instead of speaking about mm-hmm. them or talking about that about them, why don't you just find it in your heart um, to help them out? I don't. I don't. I never understood that concept. That it really just makes me upset, and especially when, you know, I'm trying to build my brand and you know build my business, and it, sometimes it can become discouraging a little bit um, because you seem to get more support from people who you don't know, um, people of other ethnicities or races, or you know that type of thing. But yeah, I, I, that's always my. Um, Question. So I kind of like want to implore people to, instead of talking about the business and giving bad reviews, you know, nothing is perfect. Just put yourself in their shoes. You're your first time business owner. You don't know everything. So, of course, um, things are, you know, may fall by the wayside or, you know, things aren't going to go as perfect. So if it were you, you would want somebody to come in and like, hey, you know what? I saw that, you know, you don't have a lot of marketing. I, I think I'm good at that. Let me help you type thing. Mm-hmm. So I just mm-hmm. say help help your people out instead of talking about your people. You know what I'm saying? That's all I'm saying. <laughs> That's right. You're right. Because I've done that. We, we've had a um, long time ago when I was interviewed by them, I said the same thing. I tell the businesses that. Try to give them a little bit of insight on try to how to make their business better. Um, it's like right. Because I've been in there 18 years, so I know a little something. Right, right. So that's all I had to say, guys. Thank you so much for taking my call. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank definitely, you so Kendra. All right. Yes, thank you. Go ahead. Oh, okay. I, was, I was gonna say I definitely agree with what Kendra was saying because you know my son does graphics and stuff, and sometimes I, you know, I hit people up and I'm like, hey. We can make, you know, we can help you with the logo, make it look better. We can do this, we can do that. And they get offended sometimes. I'm like, I'm trying mm-hmm. to, you know, one, get business for us, but also help your business look more professional, help you put your best foot forward instead of something right. you found out there. And, and it looks, I mean, it looks mediocre and it looks elementary. And I don't say those words, 
but right. <laughs> that's what I'm thinking. But I say, hey, you need some help with a new logo, and they immediately get defensive. What's wrong with my logo? That's their pride. You know, that's their pride. They gotta yeah. learn got to get out of that, too, that pride. Yeah. Because, you know, yeah. Right. the white folks, they people quit on how to make something better. And so do the Chinese, and so do the other foreign businesses. Mm-hmm. So they talk on how to make that money. That's right. That's the issue with pride. We got to get out of that pride. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, we definitely, we definitely you could talk on the pride aspect of it, too. Like, we definitely have to be a little less sensitive, especially with the constructive criticism. Um, mm-hmm. So that's definitely a future topic. Uh, Kendra, definitely thank you for tuning in. We we definitely got to link up with some Blacktopia business. We got to talk. All right. Okay. <laughs> All right. Definitely, Thanks definitely. Taking my call, guys. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Thanks, Kendra. Take you out with a hand clap. <laughs> All right. Now let's go ahead and bring on the next caller. Caller in the five six two three three one. You're on the air. Who is this? Hey, you ain't figured out my number by now, man. This is John Hughes. Oh, John Hughes. <laughs> you know that, John. <laughs> yeah, you know, John Hughes, you know I got you in my phone, but you know when I'm doing the switchboard here, I, you know, when back in the day when you used to call a lot, I had you, I was like, yeah, you know, you your priority. But then after you took the break, I, I forgot, you know, that you was... <laughs> So yeah, you how, how you ladies doing this? How you ladies doing tonight? Hey, we're good. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. y'all doing I good, y'all boy. Yes, 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 we're good. Okay. Yes, yes. Um, my my comment is uh, about I, I was listening to what you guys were saying, and um, I'm, I'm gonna touch on a few things. Like when you're saying about somebody uh, about their logo. Um, that that could be a sensitive thing for a person. It's not necessarily just about a pride thing, but it also it could be just about pride because if they put their blitz, their 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 time and energy off into doing it, and you know you come in and say you know that's like if you name your child something, and if somebody said why you name your child that, they're gonna be offended by that. That's just how some people take it. So it, it's not necessarily just about you know they don't want to hear it. It's you know that they they feel that this is this is their business and. This is what they want to go. Don't don't make it right. It don't make it wrong. But that's that could be the reason why some people do it. Because I know when I when I was doing my uh, my logo for my business, I'm a black business owner. Um, I just straight out said, look, I don't know what I'm doing. You hook it up, and he hooked it up for me, and I was I was cool with it. You know, and people I've, I've had people say they don't like it, but it is what it is. I mean, you know, you stick with or you roll with or you don't. I'm, you let it roll off your back. Um, but the crabs in the barrel thing, you know. Man, that's that's a big one right there. When you see somebody, you know, that's that's stepping up, and you, you, then you see other people that are always hating on them, that's craziness. You know, stop hating on people and and, and appreciate what it is they're doing. If they're trying to get themselves out of the situation instead of you know you know hey you, you if I can't make it you can't make it either. Man, that's that's just straight ignorance. Let let the brother let the sister let her be successful. You know, let somebody get up out the hood. You know, or or out the so, you know, get out of the, the tax bracket you're in and get to the next tax bracket. Maybe they'll help somebody that's, that, that is open-minded that will actually do something instead of somebody that's closed-minded that, that's, that's, that's going to be just hating on everybody all the time. So I don't know. It, it's, uh, it, there's a lot of things involved in that. But, you know, um, I, I hear a lot of people always say, well, you know, 
like like Jay said, you know, the, the bucket is the the game, the society, the way that it is. Okay, but we here, we we most of us not going anywhere. Learn the game. You learn the game. You learn how to play the game. You learn the rules of the game. You could be a little more successful in the game. But as long as you keep complaining about the game and you don't know the rules, and we didn't make the rules, but if we learn the rules, we can get into a position where we can help the younger people so that they can know the rules and, and gain the game and get up. And I mean, do you really think that our, our president gives a damn about anybody else or anything? No, they don't. He gained the game. You know, yeah, he had a whole lot of money, but he gained the system. And if and if we learn how to game the system for ourselves, we could do things too. That's all I gotta say, Jay. Don't 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 be closed minded. Keep your mind open and and learn how to play the system so that we can be successful too. Definitely, John Huey. Thank you for the call. We got a lot of callers, but I just want to say this one quick thing. I just want to throw this out there. You know, I like to play devil's advocate with the callers and 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 bring up a, like a like a point that may. Uh, let me let me. You know how you say uh, President Obama gave the game. You know, um, and uh, I, I would like to say this though. I want to ask you this. Um, I I I heard Obama was was actually planted in the in the White House. Uh, by the Illuminati. Um, okay, that's not what I was going to ask you, but but no, but I did hear that though. Uh, you know, a lot of people say game the game. Uh, well, you know, like you said right now, ga- uh, I'm I think I'm, I'm paraphrasing. You said game the system. Uh, right. But but you you know when you're tearing down a house, you know when you're tearing something down, you know it's it's uh you can't it's hard to tear it down when you're inside of it because it could collapse while you're in there. Uh, what do you think about that? Again, it's not necessarily what you're doing for you. Okay, let's go. Let's let's take this analogy. When uh, uh, when somebody in, in baseball, basketball, or football, when they are the first person to do it, they're not going to benefit from that. It's the person behind them, behind them, that's going to benefit from it. So we just seen Obama in office, and whatever he didn't do for us, he did one important thing. He broke that ceiling. So now we can never say that, that we could, you know, I mean, think about it. How many black people in the United States said, now I, I hope I hope that we see a black president in my child's or my grandchild's, you know, lifetime. We see that. So that ceiling is broke. So it's now it's about the next person that's going to come up and not just get there, but get there and do something that's really beneficial to us. Because now the shock is over with. I mean, that's, that's all it is, man. You, you can't expect everything that you do to benefit yourself. And you can't be selfish like that. You can't just do it just for yourself. Do something that's going to benefit your kids, your grandkids, and so on and so forth, or, or the neighbor's kids. If you don't have kids or, or somebody else, it, it doesn't have to be about you at that, at that particular moment because, it, you know, we live in a microwave society and, and we got to have it right now. But no, when you fix things, it takes time. We, we were slaves for 400, you know, 400 years. So, how are we going to switch this, you know, flip the script and, and 50? It's not going to happen. So it's about fixing what you can fix and then throw the other stuff away. Fix what you can fix and throw the other stuff away. And, and that's what it is. The people that don't want to that don't want to get on the boat, then don't let, don't let them on the boat. The people that want to help out and want to row, let them row. Every, there's, a, there's a position for everybody, but you can't bring everybody with you. 
because John Huey, I, I hate to interrupt you because I, I, I normally don't say anything while you speak, but I kind of disagree, and so do some of us on the uh, chat room. Um, first and foremost, black people have always, if different inventors worried about what the white man was going to do if they tried to get their invention out or do what they did, we would never have the things we had from a lot of very well-known inventors. One of the things this generation got to learn to do is stop worrying about what somebody else is going to do for the black people and learn how to do it for ourselves, as we had all just said, um, that the white people, the Filipinos, the Chinese, they may all be crowded into one home, but I'm guaranteeing you they all take care of each other in that one home. We have a problem with um, wanting to help and reach back for one another, and we're worried about what a president, what a, a, a representative, what people running the government is going to do for us. If those people before us worried about that, we wouldn't have Martin Luther King marches and nothing else. We have to learn how to worry about ourselves. I mean, that's just the way I feel about it. I understand what you're saying, but the way I feel about it, we're worrying about the wrong things. We're not worrying about how no, to build no. each other and build ourselves. We're worrying about what the government is going to do for us. No one's going to do nothing for you because you're black, plain and simple. Yes. So it excuse me for interrupting you, but I just had to say no, that. No, okay? no, okay. no. No, no. I, I, think, I think there's a combination of both, of, of, of what it's not, a, it's not a, all what you're saying. It's not all what I'm saying. It's a combination. It's not all or nothing, and that's the thing. We, we tend to all or nothing, and no, there's a compromise because, again, like you said, we need to learn how to do things the way that other communities do things and be a community and help each other pull each other up. But in the same, there are people in those communities where they say, wait a minute, that dude is a fool. We're going to let him do what he got to do over there, but we're going to continue to bring us up as a whole. But there's things on the side that you got to, you got to, sometimes you got to just got to let them fall off. And, you know, and, and, you, and I understand what you say about the politicians, but if you groom them from within and you bring them up and within a community society, you know, from, from within your community, then you, you know what you're going to get when you put that person in office. But if you, you let, if you let the other people of other colors who got the green back somebody that just because they look like you, then you, you know what you're going to get. You're going to get a token black person in office. But if you want the real, then it needs to come from the community and you need to, you know, you need to vet and bring that person up so they can genuinely help, the, help our community cool. get where it is we need to get. Definitely. Definitely. John Huey, definitely. Uh, thank you for bringing up those, uh, those points. Um, yeah, we, we got some other callers uh, in Cuba. It's always a pleasure, and I'm going to definitely keep that number in mind. So when you call up, we're going to go ahead and put you back on the party list. All right. <laughs> definitely. John Huey, thank you for the call. Let's go ahead and take you out with a Miss Marie Jones. Baby. Yes, yes. All right. Let's go ahead to the next callers. We've got a lot of y'all in queue. We're going to run through these right quick. Caller in the four zero four nine nine three. You're on the air. Who is this? Hey yo, Jay. What's good, fam? Yeah, it's what's up? Yo, it's Lamont. It's Lamont. Lamont. The mind. The mind. Oh, the mind, James. How you doing, man? <laughs> what's, what's, what's good, fam? Man, we doing good. Just doing a show, man. Okay, okay. I was listening to the duo right quick, and you know what? This topic actually is a perfect fit for me because, you know, I live in a predominantly white neighborhood and a predominantly white business and a predominantly white uh, area where a lot of people own cell phone business. 
and I am one of them. So, you know, um, I think I think a, a lot of times, like, and I'm gonna, I want to touch on that guy's thing too. I'm going to try to do it all quickly. But when you worry about crabs in the barrel, you really can't worry about them. And then trying to support our own business is kind of hard, but I still try. For instance, I, I own a couple of trucks. I do like a lot of hauling for people. And I have a, I have a mechanic that's black, right? So he knows that I can leave my truck to his shop. Hey, man, when are you going to have my truck fixed? You know I got to get to work. That's how I eat. Okay, if my truck sit in your shop, I ain't making no money. Well, I'm going to have you ready tomorrow morning by 10 o'clock. I call him at 11. He ain't even in the shop. But you still try to give him a chance. You still try to work with him and uh, say, hey, man, I want to bring you my business. But, you know, you got to keep me rolling. If I have an issue, I need a flat tire. It's 9 in the morning, and you're not even in your shop. I'm going to go to the next person that's open. And so, and and with, with that being said, I have a friend that owns a restaurant. He's black in, in, down the street from my house. And I, and I tell him, it's like I come in here, sometimes the food cold. I come in here for lunch. I work for myself, so I'm not really in a hurry. So I come in here for lunch, and it takes me like 20, 30 minutes to even get a drink. But I still try to support your company. So, you know, when you build businesses, and I think it's like lack of education or lack of uh, professionalism, or in, into when we open a business, because we just, as black people, a lot of people just open business and think the business going to run itself. No, you have to do a lot of things to the business from the outside before the business, before the business even get up and running. And mm-hmm. with, with, the, with that being said, like, like I told him, like I do hauling for a lot of people. So I start building my, my company up and putting signs on my truck and buying the trailers and stuff and putting signs on, well, I get a lot of business cause I keep on finding ways to reach new customers. Well, if you got a sign and you're not doing any advertising, well, I put my business on Facebook. Well, how much people come in here to eat from Facebook? So, so with, with that being said, do you do a survey? Do you do surveys with people that say, um, how, where you, where you heard of me at? We, how, how'd you find us? No, you just see the people walk in the door. And then when they walk in the door, they can't be a plate. They got to be a customer. Talk to them. Hey, how you doing? Any kids in school? The blase, 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 whatever. You know, make them feel like, they in a business because if you just if i come in your business and i'm just a, a pork sandwich and a sweet tea then that's all i'm going to be to you but if i come in your business and hey i ain't see you how's the wife how's the son they all doing good now i know you care about me and i'm going to keep bringing you my money and and so what, what the guy was talking about um building bringing people from your your your, your neighborhood we we've, we've been conditioned as black people so it's going to be harder for us. It's going to be difficult for us, but we got to understand that we can overcome it. I go to, I go to job markets where we have to bid on jobs and 99% of them are white. So I'm the only black person there and, and guarantee some of them be like, well, you know, this job, you need to be licensed and insured. You know, you need insurance for the job. I said, well, why are you talking to me and not talking to all these other white people? Cause you figure I don't have insurance. You don't think I'm business minded enough to be able to run a business. I said, you know, and, and I said, you're not talking to nobody else but me. Tell me, oh, well, you know, this job needs $2 million insurance. Or you know, this job needs to know you need to be registered under the Better Business Bill. Yeah. I said, sir, and I said, sir, listen, I am registered. I'm insured. And don't worry about my business. Worry about you. McDonald's and Burger King, you don't sell secrets. Don't, don't, don't share secrets. And what you're trying to help another person, I took my time out. I tried to help my friend. He was selling drugs. I said, listen, why don't you clean that money up? 
why don't you get a truck and a trailer? You get paid every day, clean that money up. Well, guess what? He's in jail now doing 25 years because he didn't want to listen. And just trying to get him to do something different and saying, hey, take the money that you made and do something with it, invest it, and, and do something with it. Right now, I started at my business making 20000 a year, seven years ago. Right now, I'm making 110000 small business owner. And, 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 and nobody's going to give you nothing. But you got to go out there and take it. And you got to go out there and show them that you want to do the job and you want to be successful. That's, that's, that's all the bottom line is. But we've been conditioned to not support our own. We, yeah. We've been conditioned. And we have to be unconditioned. If you open a clothes store down the street from, my, from, a, from a white man's shop, automatically people are going to walk into the white business because their stuff is more acceptable. But how did their stuff get more acceptable? Because they took everything from us and made it theirs and made it acceptable. So you, yes. like, I, I, I go anywhere, and, and I tell people, I walk in this man's shop, and I'll spend what I pay whatever he wants on this price, on, for, on this price. For whatever I want, but when I'm and, and and it goes back and forth. Like if I'm a business person and you call me to do a job and I give you a price, don't try to talk down my price because when I walk in your store as a black man, if that if I want that jacket and that jacket is seventy five dollars, I'm gonna pay it. I'm not gonna talk you down on your price because I know what it takes to run a business. But when you call when you call me to do a job, I want you to respect my business too. Don't try to oh, talk yeah. me down. Don't try to talk me down. And, and, and give me a and try to buy my stuff cheaper and then when I walk in your store you wanna to stick to your price. And I right yeah. quick right quick right quick I did a job for I went to this lady house to do a job. And you know it's our own people so it's kinda of hard to deal with. So I told her, I said, Listen, for this job, I'm moving four thousand pounds of carpet for you. It's gonna be four seventy five. Oh, that's too much. I said, Lady, listen, you got a micro cold purse on. You got two AMGs in your garage. Whatever they put that price tag on that car and that purse, you bought it. You didn't argue their price. She was like, I'll call the white boys. I said, I'll call them for you because I already know their price. I know my, com- my competitor's price. I said, for the same job, they're going to charge you 16 They're going to charge you 1600 I told you 475 She called them. They told them 1600 So uh-huh. I got in my truck and left. I, I got in my truck and left. Well, she called me back. I said, if I come back, it's going to be 50 more dollars on top of that for gas because I've been there one time. And I left, and then I came back. So I'm gonna have to. I can't. When when I, I my truck don't run on water, and it's got eight tires. I got four in the trailer and four in the truck. And I said, I, I said, I don't try to talk me down when you walk in somebody else's store and pay their price. Yes, sir. With no problem. Yeah. yeah. No problem. But that's what they problem. do. That's how they do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's how they try mm-hmm. to do it. Yeah. 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 That's that's the condition part, and and I said, how you yes, how sir. you expect you want you want this man business to survive? Well, don't you want mine to survive? But, because if, if right, you put, but you know what? But you did the right thing. You got to say no. You got to say no exactly. and stand strong at what you exactly. have, and then because you let you know that yeah, no, that's your value. That's right. You know your value. You know where you stand, and the next person mm-hmm. gonna pay for you. So mm-hmm. that's what we. I mean, that's what I do. I ain't gotta hear I ain't gotta hear you. Well if you can't if you can't accept what I'm giving you, see I own this, I don't have to stand here and keep discussing it. Right. When you get the cheap person and get you get what you pay for. That's my new model. Exactly. So if that's what you want exactly. the cheap person and they come out wrong, you call me back like I forgot what you said what your name was, bro. You call me back, I'm gonna charge you extra because A I had to end up coming back. B 
I got to fix whatever the other person messed up. So, you know, it, mm-hmm. it ends up not working well for you if you don't go on and do it right the first time. And that's how I started being. At first, in the beginning, I thought I needed these people, but it's the other way around. You need my service right. to do it yourself. See, I'm 18 years right. in business, yes. and you've been a little bit longer than me. I'm not going to deal with it whether you're white, black, green, blue, or yellow. I know who yeah, I mm-hmm. am and what I can do, and you're either going to accept it as is or move on. And I had to start teaching Definitely. some of these other smaller businesses that asked me that very same concept. But like I just said, pride, they don't want to listen. Next thing I know, I'm looking mm-hmm. on the news or looking at the business bureau because they have a listing of the businesses that have been shut down. They've been shut down because you didn't listen. Right. And I'm always right. telling you what to do to stay in business. Uh, now, I'm not going to you, but I'll help you. Oh, yeah. Go ahead, Jay. Go ahead, Jay. Oh, yeah, DeMond, definitely, uh, we, we could definitely go on and on with this, man. We got some more callers mm-hmm. that want to jump Blake, on. Yeah. I want to definitely thank you. But DeMond, man, hit me up, on, uh, hit me up offline, man. We're gonna, I want to get you on the show as a guest really soon. Okay, okay, man. Right, listen, let me say shots out to Texas. Um, you know, tell those people to stay strong. And that preacher that won't mm-hmm. open this church up, that preacher that don't w- want to open this church up to let those people in that don't have a way to stay, please, wow. man, people should not even go to his church anymore. I just don't understand it. A church is mm-hmm. supposed to be for the community. Hey, much love right. to y'all, man. Be safe out there. All right, man. All right. Yeah, thank, thank you. Right. Thank you, thank you Demon. You got Take it. Take you out with a clap. Oh, yes, and you can also stream the Minds Music on the Blacktopia mobile app, and you can also go to blacktopia.org and check out music from the Mind. That's what we just called in. All right, let's go ahead and take the rest of these calls. We've got a lot more left. Uh, call in to 859-368. You're on the air. Who is this? What's going on? This is uh, Dwayne. Hey, Dwayne. Dwayne Pierce. What? <laughs> Mr. Toxic, toxicity itself, I guess, as That's some people right. call it. Thank you. Yes, yes. Bring it on. We we ready. All yes. right. <laughs> Man. But uh no, nah, I enjoyed this I enjoyed the uh interview earlier. I enjoyed the song and I I'm definitely I'm definitely aware of the crab and the bucket syndrome, like like you said earlier. Sometimes it's family and you gotta cut them off first. I've had to do that. Mm-hmm. I've learned to grow to do that as I've gotten older. Uh, but I think also we need to recognize those that are pulling us down. Um, mm-hmm. I made a post a while ago, and it was kind of being funny, but kind of on facts. You got a female that's out there uh, professing you to keep hustling and keep, you know, taking penitentiary chances so y'all can get this and get that. That's a crap pulling you down because that's not allowing you to grow. You know what I mean? That's that's somebody that's sitting for the trinkets, and when you get locked up, you best believe your homeboy or your cousin, your brother, somebody will be smashing. It's actually funny because I know a dude at work. He told me, yeah, my brother got locked up. He's doing 10 years, so his girl became my girl. I said, are you serious? That's, that's the way you roll. But that's their mentality. They keep each other down. So I, I think it's good to be you, – you gotta you got to be aware of some of those. They're not necessarily being negative when they pulling you down, but they're pushing you to negative things that some of us find so common. Um, and, and you know what I, I found funny that I just thought about, Dwayne, what you just said? You said they're keeping each other down, but you know what they call it? I'm holding you down. 
You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's supposed mm-hmm. to be a good thing. Oh, I'm gonna hold yep. you down. I'm gonna hold you down when you're away. I'm gonna hold you down for this. But yeah, in reality, they're keeping you down. Look at you. That's what doing. Yes, yes. I'm you sorry. Go ahead. But no, I mean, it's just it's something like I say. My own reality when I was eighteen, eighteen and a half. Uh, like I said, I woke up. I want to go play play basketball. It was seriously that was that was the one thing I was known to do. If I didn't do nothing now, I was gonna play basketball. Especially I'm out of school. It's summertime. I need to be on the court. And uh, I woke up with my homeboys. It was I was standing with a friend of mine, and uh, it, was, it was a group of us actually. But uh, all of them, well, let's smoke a blunt. Let's roll a blunt. I'm like, yo, smoking the way to the court. I need y'all four just for bodies. But I need to be. I wanted to be on the basketball court. So uh, of course it's one against four. So I lose that vote. They sit around. They smoke and then they playing video games on the computer. And this is nine. This is ninety nine. Yeah, you know I mean they're playing video games. They're they're on the computer and them cats are doing the same shit now. Yeah, you know I mean when I I left went to the military, everybody hey, that's, that's good on you. Yeah, you know I mean mm-hmm. yeah. I wish I could have did it, but you could have. You know right, what I mean? Right. So when I come back home and I have a little bit of extra, oh, man, let me sh- shoot me this or shoot me that. Hey, bro, yeah, nah. Let me hold something. Right. Right. It's, right. it's so funny that, like I say, sometimes those those rules we, uh, we associate with being real and, like you say, holding each other down is, in fact, what holds, it, holds us as a people from growing because – we're keeping it real. Mhm. Yeah. That's what oh, yeah. But that, I mean, that's true because they're not moving, they're not doing anything, and they say that you changed because you left because you're not doing what they're doing, and that's another way people try to keep you down and hold you where they are and the crabs in the barrel thing because you start moving up, and they try they play on your your mentality saying that you changed, you think you're better than us, and all this other mm-hmm. stuff, and some people try to go back to where they were because people are saying that they changed and they're not who they were and all yep. those stuff. And then trying to help people too soon. I don't mind helping people, but if you're not where you need to be, you can't help anybody when you're half a step away from where they are. So yeah, sometimes you got to get a couple steps away and then turn around and help somebody. Cause guess what? If you only half a step, that half a step, they holding on your pants leg and they pulling you back in like crabs in the barrel. Look at that. Yep. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Dwayne, definitely thank you for the call. You made a lot of excellent points. Uh, definitely glad you called you called in and, and, and shared that. Oh, yeah. Not a problem. I always always try to make time. Definitely, thank you, thank you. I'm looking forward to your uh, your memes on Funny Friday and Blacktopia too. <laughs> I gotta get myself a team back together. Adrian and Latane. Oh yeah! <laughs> All right, let me let me take you out with some hand claps. We're going to go to the next caller. <laughs> Definitely. All right, caller in the uh, oh, Dwayne's. Okay, there we go. All right, caller. I think I know who this caller is, but we'll let her tell it. Caller in the nine one nine four four one. You're on the air. Who is this? Yay. <laughs> Hello. Hey. Hello. Hey. Who is this? Yes. Put some respect Victoria. on my name. 
Good evening. Y'all understand me? When y'all saying my name, put some respect on it. <laughs> Vicky. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Good evening, folks. <laughs> what a what an awesome topic. I'm thinking to myself, y'all need one whole evening just dedicated to how to build and market and advertise your black business. I love this yes. topic. Um, I I 100% agree with what you had caller earlier, Kendra. What Kendra was saying about supporting black business. And there really is a stigma, and some of the stigma is earned, for sure. But I think what people need to really think back on is the one time when um, we as a, as a black community, we were our strongest economically. And I know I'm, a lot of people like to refer back to, you know, Black Wall Street and things of that nature. One of the reasons why it was successful was, one, we were forced to go ahead and buy and support from one another. Let's get that straight. But, two, we supported and bought from one another. So in a way, I, I think it is unrealistic to expect a black business to have the same polish as, you know, companies that have had like 250 years to, to get it right. Um, so I think we need to be a little bit more realistic, a little bit more understanding. Yeah, we've got some ways to go in terms of professionalism and pricing and polish and customer service for sure. But to Barbara's point a little bit earlier, You've got to put that pride, or I think it was Adrian. You've got to go ahead and put that pride aside. It's not really about the pride; it's about the polish, right? Um, and and be willing to accept that. So uh, it was a different caller who said something about you know, um, you know, people really do invest a lot of their hard-earned time um, in innovation, trying to come up with concepts and ideas and things of that nature. Most people who are successful have failed multiple times. So I think that's also something that we need to understand and grasp. Um, you can spend 15 hours towards something, but if it's not working, it's not working. Be willing to do something different. Um, mm-hmm. And then, you know, Dwayne mentioned something last caller, and I, yeah, it was a little bit ratchet, you know, um, about, you know, holding, you know, holding someone down if they're going to be away for an extended period of time. Honestly, I wouldn't expect someone to go ahead and put their lives on hold for, for 10 years. And, you know, we don't have to keep it so close to home. You know, there are billions of people out there. But um, I do believe in, in cutting out a cancer. And I, we love that saying, blood is family. Um, I'll cut off family in a heartbeat. <laughs> you, you, can, you can ask my Sorry. family. We've gone years. It's true. We've gone Thank years without speaking to one another. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's only so we can get our that's only so one we can get our heads right, understand what we did wrong, step back into the picture and, and we treat each other we, we treat each other like really, really well now because we understand our boundaries and just because mm-hmm. we share blood does not mean that we can backbite or, or, or put each other down or not support one another. I, I know it sounds harsh, but that's I tell you right, now, girl. I've got one of the Child. I've got one of the strongest supportive families because we were willing to go ahead and, and cut each other off and, and set those standards. But, um, yeah, the only thing I'm going to walk away with is just think about Black Wall Street. Think about that one economic time when we were so incredibly successful. We were polished. We were professional. Our customer service was on point. We had wealth being generated and circulated within our our black community. We've never seen a greater time since then. Um, And part of it really is because now the net has um, has been cast wide open and we've, quote, unquote, got other options. And I think you can still have other options while still shopping and buying glass. Right. So that, yeah, that's the only yes. thing I wanted to go ahead and talk with. 
Definitely. You make a, everybody made some great points, excellent points. Definitely. Thank you for that, Vicky. You're absolutely right. Um, oh yeah. Let me, let me take you out with a, with a gunshot. Yeah, it wasn't aimed at you. you it was aimed rid, up in the air. get rid of that gunshot altogether. <laughs> that's, that's a smooth in the air to the, to the great information that Vicky was given on the show. <laughs> She's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Thank you for that, Vicky. Uh, we'll put some respect on your name next time you call. Uh, let's go ahead and bring on the, uh, the last caller. The other one hung up. Caller in the two zero one four six three. You're on the air. Who is this? Hi Jay, it's Nikki. Nikki, Hi, everybody. how are you doing? Is this a rerun? Uh-huh. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm good, thanks. How are you? Oh yeah, we're just doing a show. Good. Yeah, we're doing well. Okay, so I'll make I'll make mine pretty quick. Um, in terms of crabs in a barrel, I I'm I've I seem to be a cancer magnet, so I was friends with a cancer at a point in time. And he said that the crabs in a barrel is not the crabs trying to get out of the barrel. It's them trying to, it's the one trying to get out of the barrel but pull the rest of them out. There's a flaw with that argument as well, though, because if you're trying to get yourself to the top, that means you're actually being selfish because what what seems to work is communal living. What seems to work is group economics. And I feel like we need to have a better understanding of that. Um, we, need to, um, we need to link claws. We should all be linking claws so we can get out of the barrel. You know, mm-hmm. each, you know each person should be reaching back to pull the next one up. Um, mm-hmm. And, and, and I was also going to touch on that time, you know, during Reconstruction when we were doing well, when we did have our own communities, when we did have our own businesses, and when we did support those businesses before we decided to integrate and, and work in corporate America, but with the Joneses and have everything that they have, we were satisfied with living a more simple life. And in a way, I really feel like we should go back to that. I know that, you know, it may be challenging, but I think we, a lot of us live way above our means. We have things that we were told we're supposed to have or that we need, but they really serve no true purpose in our lives. Mm-hmm. Um, we need to learn that, you know, pulling our resources like other nationalities, um, you know, again, living in communal spaces, um, even if we, you know, I mean, that is, again, something that's probably challenging and, and maybe far-reaching, but we would get much further if we had that group think mentality, um, you know, and I know that about black owned businesses have reasons to complain, but so does every business. I don't know, not one person that has not been to, I don't care if it's a fortune 500 company or a mom and pop shop, they've had something to complain about. So why is it that us, you know, as melanated people, we, oh, well, that person is just not good enough, and I'm just going to lump all the black-owned businesses in a box, and I'm just going to seal the box up and never even open it, you know, and stick it up in the attic. Why are we discarded and not even given the consideration? Because really, I feel like we should be given a chance. If you buy something from a black-owned business and they don't provide the service that you're looking for, 
say something to them. You don't have to be rude about it, but give them an opportunity to fix it. They may or may not know. Some people are blindly opening businesses because they just feel it's the right thing to do, because they want to hire people or because they want to help people, but they don't know. So if you right. don't know, how, how can you fix it if you're not aware of what the issue might be? Um, you know, having a business where you have to constantly change and grow, you know, constantly try, you know, do your best to attract the customer, you know, again, so that you can help your community and hire people and do other things, donate, give, um, you know, as much or as little as, as possible. Um, but we're all a work in progress, and I think that we should have more patience and understanding, you know, in this process and along this journey. And that's what I wanted to say. Yes, ma'am. Oh, yes. Definitely, Nikki Brown. I just want to add, uh, add to add to what you're saying. That You know, I think the thing about crabs, though, actual crabs in the barrel, they don't have opposable thumbs. And I believe if they did, they'd be able to help each other get out the barrel. <laughs> so that's probably where they went wrong. They don't have thumbs. Uh, and, the, and the other thing, too, uh, I just realized something. White women roll their neck and say child too. So you know that when they do it though, nobody says, you know what, I'm not supporting white owned businesses anymore. They still keep giving them their money. So I'm gonna right. say this. If you you go to Walmart and, and Becky Sue whatever her name is, she rolling her neck saying child just like the black chick, be like, Look, I'm done with what is this? Uh mega I'm done with Target. I'm done with y'all. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna shop at uh Somewhere black because Target got a neck roll and got neck roll and white women in there serving me badly. See, you know what? See, this is what we don't we we do ourselves like this. You know, if, if somebody got an attitude of oh yeah, Kendra said that earlier in the show. Uh, I'm just gonna do a reiteration. Jay, Jay, before uh-huh. you go, we're running out of time, but um, I do think that um, what she was talking about communal living and kind of what um John Huey was talking about should be a, a topic because I think they go together, communal living and. Um, working the system because I think sometimes we probably shouldn't be able to work the system because if we're doing communal living and doing what we're supposed to do, the system is not something we have to work if we're doing other things. But go ahead. That should be a whole yeah. other topic. So go ahead. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> we're going to do it. That's what I'm bang the guy. Bam. That's, we're going to do it. Future shows, communal living. And thank you for you. We were talking about earlier in the show. Thank you, Nikki Brown. We're mm-hmm. going to have you for that show if we, you know, when we do it. Uh, and well, we got a thing to do too on a Money Monday. Well, all right, that's it. That's our show. Uh, next week we're going to be talking about if your significant other should be going through your shit, <laughs> have passwords <laughs> to your stuff, or if they shouldn't. My answer to that is, uh, well, you'll wait till next Tuesday to hear my answer. I ain't got time for that. All right, Birdman, is there anything you want to say? Oh, uh, oh, we ain't. I can, we can't. I, I got to say it for him. We got no more talking. Good night. Night, Good night. Good night. <laughs> <laughs>